0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Newt News Podcast. Uh, we're here in September. This is our second episode this month. We've got a ton of exciting stuff to discuss. Um, there's some rumors emerging from the Angels with Mike Trout. Um, that's going to be a really interesting conversation among Cardinals fans. We also wanted to touch on the Dominguez injury, what that means. Um, and Andrew has obviously some choice words for the Angels with the way they've treated Shohei Otani. And then also, we've just there's a lot of Cardinals with something to prove right now down the stretch. So we're going to touch on that guys like Zach Thompson, Tyler O'Neill and Adam Wainwright have so much to prove um, in the final weeks of the season. So let's get into it all right now. I think the most important thing to talk about right now, the most pressing issue is the, the, the trout news that's coming out. So Andrew, could you give us a little bit of a lowdown on what's going on there?
1: Yeah. So yesterday the angels announced uh, that they would be willing to move Mike trout this off season if he requests a trade. So, um, for those who aren't aware, the Angels have pretty much been on a, unwilling to move Mike Trout at any point, no matter how bad they've been in years past. But Trout's getting up there in age. I think he's 32, 33. Yeah. And um, the Angels, I think, are aware that they're going to lose Shohei Otani this offseason. Hopefully. I mean, that's pretty obvious to, to everyone else at this point. So hopefully they're aware that that's going to happen. And. Crowd said he wants to have a serious discussion with with ownership and with management about his future in Anaheim. And uh, basically, if he has to be moved somewhere, which I think he should, that team isn't going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to lose the best player in baseball. They're gonna. They have one yeah. of the worst farm systems in the entire league, probably the worst farm system after trading a lot of their prospects for guys that they just let go of a couple weeks ago. It's crazy. <laughs> so. Mike Trout's probably on the move not really sure where he could end up I know a lot of Cardinal fans are excited about potentially trading for Mike Trout he seems like a Cardinal type player he seems like that kind of personality that we like here Um, but I don't know we have a big outfield block jam so what do you think about the potential of trading for Mike Trout this offseason
0: yeah I mean obviously when I hear this news I'm thinking oh you know like the, the dream of a big three with Goldie, Arenado and Trout, like that'd be incredible. And maybe Trout is that championship piece that takes the Cardinals immediately to the top of the league. Um, and I could see that, you know, I think a lot of things that went wrong for this team aren't going to go wrong again. I think they do have a postseason caliber roster as constructed. I think adding pitching is going to make them really dangerous next year. And, uh, you know, Trout would be incredible. I just think there's a lot of reasons why the Cardinals won't trade for Mike Trout. And ultimately, those do outweigh the benefits. The first thing is Trout's really expensive. Seven years, $260 million. That's almost $40 million a year. Um, Obviously, the Angels would probably have to retain some of that money because Trout's probably not worth $40 million a year right now, given his injury history. Um, But that's a whole nother discussion here. That's just a lot of money. And I think if the Cardinals take on all that money, they're going to be less interested in going and getting pitching. So they have 47 million coming off the books this year. You assume that payroll will jump. That means the Cardinals have about $60 million to spend on pitching. If you suddenly take 40 million of that out and spend it on Mike Trout, I'm not sure. I mean, Payroll might jump a little bit, but I can't see it jumping $30 million the way we'd like to see it. And so that would mean the Cardinals would suddenly have a lot less to spend on pitching and might go with some bargain bin guy and call it a day. And we all know that's not what we need. So that's the first thing. The second thing, as Andrew mentioned, is the outfield logjam. jam. I don't think that's quite as big an issue. You can move somebody, you can move Carlson, you can move O'Neal. Um, I do think Lars Newbar is here to stay. He's the guy. He's having an incredible year. We can talk about it later in the episode. Lars Newbar is the truth and he's cementing his status as a local star. Um, I think Jordan Walker also stays. So that probably means Trout plays left field. Um, We have a lot of left field options right now that are much cheaper and under club control for a long time. Alec Burleson's having a really, really solid year. Um, Absolutely not getting the attention he deserves. And we're forgetting that Victor Scott is also in the minors. He is going to be knocking down the door. He's got 93 steals like next year. He's going to be here. Um, And so, I don't know. I just the log jam is bad. You could move guys, but I can't see the Cardinals moving Newt Bar or Walker or Scott, which means Trout would be a corner outfielder for sure. And that's fine with the injuries. Um, but it'd be tough to fit him in. And then the last thing for me is probably what it would cost the Cardinals to acquire him as well. I think a really good way to look at this is probably the Nolan Arenado or Stanton deal where a ton of money um was moved. Right, So by not getting any prospects back, those teams were able to shed those large contracts. I can't see the Angels acting that way here. They just can't. Andrew mentioned that farm system. They they can't do that. Um, they, they, they do need to take on significant money, which could help the Cardinals. But that also means it's going to require um, a much bigger haul in terms of prospect value. Not quite the Soto deal, but more like that than those other ones. And Trout, again, when he's healthy, might still be the best player in the world. So the Angels are going to want multiple blue chip prospects back. Just can't see the Cardinals meeting that cost.
1: Yeah, um, I like what you said about uh, the Angels retaining a lot of that contract. I think they they're in a position to do that. Otani costs them thirty million this year, so I think yeah. they're in a position where they can eat a lot of that. They're going to be well below the tax next year, especially if they're going into a re- rebuild. The only contract left on that team is going to be Rendon, who. Ooh. He's not. He's not a real player. He he doesn't even speak English. Apparently, Um, that's what he.
0: That was actually wait. Pause. That was so wild. No ablas ingles today. Like, dude, come on. That's your job. Did he just quit?
1: I don't know. Rendon has just been like unavailable all year. He has like a bone bruise or something. I I saw an NFL player had a similar injury, came back within like ten weeks, um, and he's getting paid like half as much as Rendon. Rendon's been out for like three to four months already it's it's awful awful what he's been doing over there but um i don't know maybe the angels find a loophole and they can shed some of that contract by letting him go because he hasn't been present or what whatever but that that team is in a really bad spot right now and i think they'd be willing to eat a significant portion of trout's salary if they get a good return back and i think we have enough prospects and major league ready players that would excite um that team yeah we can we can move a lot of our guys so, so jc is a prospect that i've heard um thrown in uh, a lot of trade talks because we have a lot of infielders mason Wynn and nolan gorman are going to be taking up that middle infield for a long time so he's been raking in double in a just got called up to triple a so maybe we move someone like him uh, who we don't really need that much um i don't know you're the prospect guy so i'll let you handle that
0: i really like thomas to like, I really, really, really like Thomas DeJay-Z. Um zi be, I'd be pretty bummed if the Cardinals did move him. He just collected his first extra base hit at the AAA level the other night. I mean, a guy like him who hits at every stop, that's special. I don't care that he's not on top prospect list. I think he's going to be a really fast climber. I think he could make his way into the top 100 next year with the way he's played. Like, he's, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of guys within um, Cardinal circles, he's now probably like the third or fourth best prospect the club has. He's just been so good this year. I'd be really hesitant to move him. I don't know what the angels really will want. They might want pitching. If they do, St. Louis is not the place to trade. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's really tough. Their farm system is just so bad. There's like nothing good to say about it. <laughs> They're the only club now with no top hundred prospects. I believe like they just can't develop anybody even when they have like a super prospect come up these days, like Joe Adele, like it does not turn out well for the Angels. Um, they're pulling guys up immediately after the draft. Right. We saw Nolan Seanwell and like that's fun. That's kind of cool. But also it's just not a recipe for success in today's game. I don't know. The last thing I actually meant to touch on this earlier, Trout's injury history has to be so scary for any team that's acquiring him. Because, you know, you're you're taking on a ton of money. You're probably paying a lot of prospect capital, a lot of years of control. Like you're probably paying 12 to 14 quality years of control of players that you currently have or that are in your minor league system. On top of that, you're taking on, I mean, even if the Angels eats $60 million, you're still taking on $30 million a year, basically. For a guy that has a back condition. Is in his mid thirties, is only getting older, hasn't played a ton of games the last three seasons. Like it's, it's really scary. Uh, I don't know. Again, like when those guys come available, I love to see the Cardinals involved. I might like to see the Cardinals sit this one out.
1: Yeah, one thing I, I do want to say about the Angels is that they are not able to handle injuries at all. That team yeah. has had a history of players getting hurt and they're just not being themselves ever again. Like, look at Albert Pujols, right? He went over there in the middle of his prime, immediately fell off after getting a foot condition. And yeah, Angels fans will tell me how, how washed he was, how bad he was um, with the Angels, and how my argument of, of them having three of the greatest players of all time in Pujols, and Otani, on the same team for four years and not finishing any higher than fourth place in the AL West, is just one of the most embarrassing things ever. And people tell me, yeah, but Pujols was, wasn't good for us. But guess guess what? From a Cardinal fan perspective, w- what we saw last year with 42 oh – my gosh. getting to like a just under 900 OPS being like – we were basically seeing vintage Albert Pujols for an entire season last year, and the Angels could yeah. never take that out of him, even in his mid-30s. So that team, I don't really – I'm not really concerned about trust injury history right now. They've mismanaged injuries all the time. Rendon's been hurt so much. Uh, I know he might not really want to play for that team anymore, and the motivation might not be there, but something is something is up with that club. Like, look at what they're doing with Otani right now.
0: Well, and there's, there's news coming out about Poulos' injuries, if you haven't heard. He, he said that in 2016 he was basically misdiagnosed and mistreated by the Angels staff, um, and then they did something that, like, hurt him irreparably. And like messed up his knees enough to where he just couldn't run anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just really not good. I think they're horribly mishandling this Otani situation. I get he's going to walk at the end of the year and they don't really care what happens to him. But just for from a baseball perspective, a UCL tear is no joke. Um, they, they, he should get whatever operation he needs right now. Look at Jason Dominguez for the Yankees who just tore his UCL. They shut him down immediately. Why'd they shut him down immediately? Because he has five years of control left or six years of control left after this year and the Yankees want to make sure he's healthy for the future. Why are the angels not shutting down Otani? Cause he's going to walk at the end of the season and he brings in a lot of ticket sales and Artie Moreno wants every last dollar that he can squeeze out of Shohei Otani before he walks. That's the real reason here. And the angels don't seem to care about their players. And honestly, I know Mike Trott's been hurt a lot, but I think if he leaves that organization, he's probably going to have a couple of really good healthy years left in him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think like, where could Mike Trout end up? Maybe, like, Philadelphia. I know he's from that area. Um, I could totally see Trout going to some other team and just balling out because that's what Mike Trout does. He passed Ken Griffey Jr. on the all-time war list this year. Like, he is a dude. Um, but you're so right. The Dominguez stuff is just it, – it. it's so enlightening to see, like – like how a player or how teams should treat their players and then how the Angels do. And and it's not that the Yankees have nothing to play for. Like they had a nice stretch last week and are sitting 6 games out. Yes, we're late in the season. Yes, 6 games is a lot. We've seen the Cardinals do it. Um <laughs> there's there's no reason for the Yankees. Like the Yankees have a lot more to play for than the Angels, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um it's it's so disappointing. To see the way the angels treat Otani, it's just crazy. There's they have no business doing this, but I don't know. You're right, Artie Moreno is a terrible owner, like maybe the worst among the, the big four sports in North America. He's just off, I he, mean, he's, he's, he's way too hands on, hands-on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it just sucks. Um. But uh, moving away from the Angels just a bit, we could talk about them all day, especially the Otani Trout stuff. It's so interesting. Um, You know, shifting back towards the Cardinals, there are a lot of players with something to prove down the stretch. And that's something I've been given some thought lately. Um, I kind of wanted us both to come up with like five players that we think really have like a lot to prove in this month. Um, I was going to go first, and, and I think Zach Thompson for me is that guy. Zach Thompson at times has looked really good. He threw seven innings the other night. Um, He's had rattled off a couple quality starts. He's fully stretched out now as a starter. Uh, It's really interesting, too, because he was a terrible starter in AAA. Um, And when the Cardinals moved him back into a starting role earlier this year, I was really upset because Zach Thompson seemed to have found a home in the bullpen. He was great last year um, from a relief role. I was a little upset with that. But again, he's a first-round pick. Nobody wants to waste a first-round pick on a relief role. And so they sent him back to become a starter and they stretched him out. He's back and he looks great. He seems to be developing that second breaking ball. So my question is, can Zach Thompson solidify a spot in the 2024 rotation? And if he does that, what does that mean for the Cardinals? It means a lot for the Cardinals. They only have to pursue... At two two starters, which means they can concentrate their resources and go after two truly top of the rotation talents instead of watering that down and acquiring you know a one a three and a five they could get two ones or a one and a two. I think that's a huge deal, um, and I think he has you know three more weeks to prove that he's that guy.
1: Yeah, I really like that um, the starting rotation. We I, I really hope that the starting rotation can find an internal option at some point before the off season because. Yeah. The three starters thing, yeah, it's nice to have depth, but I also really want those top end guys. I don't really want us going and spending money on two twos and a three. Um, it's just not. It's it's the what the team has been doing, um, for the last few years, and it just doesn't really work that well. My next player is also in the rotation. I think Miles Michaelis uh, has something to prove. Uh, yeah, to a four point seven five ERA, he has just not been that good this year. Uh, leads the league in hits allowed and earn runs allowed. Just not been as effective as he has been in the past. And we signed him to a big extension. I think we, he he's here for another three years. So um, I think two, I think two. Okay, um, yeah, two more years, and then he's getting up there in age. I've just been concerned about his his performance the last few uh, few weeks. I feel like he might be uh, starting to regress a little bit, and hopefully, he can he can show me that he can still be the pitcher that he used to be, two-time all-star. So,
0: Yeah, that's so tough. I would love to see, you know, Michaelis look better, but you're right. It's been a tough season for the guy. I do think he's better than this. I don't think – I mean, it's been a rocky year. Between the ejection, the suspension, a little bit of injury concern, like Michaelis hasn't been the same, and it's been kind of a rocky season. Think if we're contending, if the vibes in the clubhouse are better. But you're right. At the end of the day, like, he is not living up to that extension right now. Uh, I think another guy with something to prove actually is Lars Nupar. Um, Lars Newbar again and again and again, like surpasses my expectations of him. This year, he has been like unreal. Lars has now a 3.0 war. He has a 126 OPS plus. So basically he's 26% better than league average. And yet you still have goons out here saying that he's not as good as Brandon Marsh. Lars Nupar now has a career 122 OPS plus over 3 seasons and in all of them he's got like not insignificant sample sizes he's been really good. Um and yet you still have Cardinals fans that talk about him as if he's like some kind of reserve outfielder. Th- that really bothers me. Lars Nupar is an everyday center fielder and he's a franchise cornerstone. I think with a strong finish to the season he can really prove and and like cement his status locally as a star. Um, and we can go into the off season and like last off season, there was a lot of like kind of jokey Lars to the moon takes, but I mean, it's happened. He's done it for a whole season and he can take another step forward. He's still young. Um, he's going to get more innings in center field, presumably next year, as long as Scott doesn't come up and take that. I think Lars, I would love to see him finish with a bang. So I don't know. He's my number two guy. I'm also just such a big fan, and it's been such a pleasure watching him this year.
1: I mean, yeah, to play 99 games, he's been hurt a lot of this season, and to be second in the team in war, uh, yeah. that's pretty impressive. He's been really, really solid this whole year, and if we get a full year of Lars Newport next year, uh, that's going to be really, really fun to watch. My next player is a guy that I haven't been – I've been really, uh, really hard on I'm going to be honest. Giovanni Gallegos, I think, has something to prove. Oh, um, He's shown me and a lot of other fans who have been skeptical of him that he's just not that guy in the high lever situations. He's pitched to a 4.42 ERA, which is by far the worst uh, he's had in a Cardinal uniform. And the FIP backs it up, so he's not really been that unlucky at all. 4.28 FIPs are just slightly slightly better than his his actual ERA. I want him to get some more high leverage spots later in the season. Uh, I don't really care if he blows them or not. Uh, hopefully he doesn't. Uh, but to show that we have another high leverage reliever behind Helsley, who we know can't pitch every single
0: day, um, I think is going to be really, really good to see. Mm, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a Gallegos apologist, as you know. Um, and and like I would love to dig into the numbers more and point out the fact that these runs all come in bunches. He's mismanaged, all that. Uh, that's my spiel, but I agree with you Gallegos. at the end of the day, like doesn't get it done in the high leverage situations. Um, and so I'd like to see him do that as well. I think going into the next year, the bullpen, I mean, the bullpen has been one of the worst things on this team has to be better. And you got to prove that you have more than one guy. And actually I think Ryan Helsley has a lot to prove down the stretch. He's my third guy. Love that you brought him up because I can continue this discussion here. Um, Helsley needs to prove that he's healthy and that he's an all-star. Helsley last year, One of the best relievers in all of baseball, 64.2 innings, 54 games. So that's a lot of like, you know, longish appearances, only 19 saves, but the Cardinals didn't need that much saving ended up finishing 12th in Cy Young voting, got an all-star nod. And that was because he was striking out 13 batters per nine Mm -hmm. innings. He took this just incredible leap forward and it was awesome. He suddenly stopped walking people. Walks have been a problem throughout his career. 2.8 last year uh, per nine innings. All of it culminated in a 1.25 ERA, which he was a little lucky. Um, His FIP was higher, but still. Like, Helsley was awesome last year. He kept guys off the bases. The saves were simple. They were clean. It was like three up, three down. I didn't have to be nervous all the time when he was in the game. Um And I think right now he just needs to prove that he's still that guy. He missed most of the season um, with two separate stints on the injured list, second of which ended up on the 60-day, which was like, it sucked. You know, none of us want to see Ryan Helsley, who we knew we were counting on this year, not pitch. Um, But he's back. He looks really good. He had an awesome pitch to end the game the other day against Cincinnati. The velo seems to be back. He's thrown 102, 103. So I don't know. I just think he needs to prove he still has gas. He needs to prove that he's that guy, and a strong September will will reassure me that he's the closure going into next year.
1: Yeah, we saw him close back to back games the other day, which is really good to see. That's something awesome, that yeah. struggled with doing in the past. We just need him to not not get hurt. I think. Uh, I think what happened in the postseason last year probably had some. Uh, remaining injuries on him because he hurt himself mm. in that uh, final game of the season against the Pirates and then blew up in, in the playoffs. Yeah. There was still some of that lingering uh, at the start of this year, and hopefully we can forget about all of that and have an all-star closer back uh, next year. You're nice. Next guy is another pitcher. I think we're talking a lot about a lot of pitchers today because um, that's that's kind of a, the the story that's that's going forward is just pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, Matthew Libertor is someone.
0: Mm, Good
1: day. uh, He's been, I think, relegated to the bullpen at some point, uh, which is really concerning from your top pitching prospects. He's just been really inconsistent. Sometimes you have a really good start. Sometimes you have a really bad start. And you just never really know what you're going to get out of him. And he's been somewhat unreliable. Hopefully we can fix him like we fixed Stephen Matz. Uh, Send him to the bullpen for a little bit, and then he'll come back next year being a really, really serviceable starter. But hopefully we get to see that out of him this year instead of next year uh, so we have a little bit better idea of what we have going into the offseason. But Libertor, I think, is running out of time to prove us that uh, that that Randy Orozarena trade wasn't completely a bust. Ah,
0: I kind of disagree with those takes right now. Um, Libertor, as I've said before, is a supremely talented player. Throws 98 when he's on when he's at his best from the left side with kind of a funky arm angle. Um, we've seen him put it all together in specific starts, right? Eight scoreless in Tampa Bay takes the Cardinals to a win. Like Libratore has the potential to be that guy. He's not right now. Um, but obviously he has that talent starting pitchers. They, they have an incubation period in the majors. It's tough. Like Greg Maddox's ERA in his first two years was like 5.8, but you know, they stuck with him and he ended up being one of my Mount Rushmore pitchers. Like I'm not saying Libertor is that don't get me wrong, Like, but he's got a lot of talent and I think he's going to be really good someday. I really want the Cardinals to wait. Position players can come up and mash right away. It often takes a lot longer for starting pitchers to settle in. Now, sometimes you have your Steven Strasburgs who wow and dazzle in their first start, but that's not everybody. And I think Libertor, he's 23 years old. He's very, very young. I think if Tour doesn't look good in 2025, we can have a discussion about him being a big bust. Um, but I'd even give him next year, like I need to see improvement. I don't want him putting up a 5.5 ERA again. Um, but if he takes steps forward, like that's important. But yes, I agree. He has a lot to prove, especially being in the bullpen now. He looked great the other night though. Um, sticking with this theme of young starters, I think Drew Rom has a lot to prove down the stretch. It's been really rocky um, for him since getting thrust into the rotation. Whether he should have been called up or not, people can debate. I know a lot of people are acting like he's just one of these other depth guys, but he's not. Drew Rum is a legitimate prospect acquired in the Jack Flaherty trade, who was great with Memphis, was on the 40-man roster. It was obvious to me that he was going to be the first of those guys called up. And um, it's a little disappointing. He has moments where he looks like a really competent starter um he'll he'll give up a couple runs in one inning and then go three or four like very very effective innings where he he generates a lot of soft contact which is something you like from him and he's getting enough swing and miss at the mlb level to be a viable starter which is important um but yeah i think a strong september again like he's auditioning for the 2024 rotation and honestly the long reliever role Uh, i'd love to see him prove to the cardinals that he is more valuable than dakota hudson but it's going to be tough right now. So, um, yeah, Drew Rom for me, has a lot to prove.
1: Yeah, I'm going to switch it up go with a position player. I think Dylan Carlson has a lot to prove down the street. Mm. He needs to come back and show that he's healthy and that he can actually hit from the left side. Um, he's been really, really inconsistent after uh, 2021. A lot of injury issues, just not being able to hit right-handed pitching. Um, he's been really good defensively. Uh, he's a really serviceable center fielder. He was the guy that uh, we counted on to replace Bader in center. hasn't really worked out that well. Newpar's seen a lot of time in center. Tommy Edmonds even been thrown in center, which I think is crazy, but he's been really good as well. Um, Dylan Carlson also can build his trade value because uh, we have that outfield logjam, and I think Carlson is probably one of the most appealing outfielders that we have, not named Lars Newpar or Jordan Walker, because mm. we're obviously not trading those guys, but for getting pitching this off season. I think Carlson needs to show that he can play a little bit better um, than he has, just build some of that value back up and then maybe we'll ship him out for, for a starter.
0: That's great stuff. Um, gosh, there's so many players left. Maybe we'll have to extend and go past five because it feels like everybody. Um, but uh, I love that you started the position player train. I'm going to continue that Jordan Walker to me has something to prove and he's already proving it it is so exciting to see him make these strides with the glove he is officially ladies and gentlemen jordan walker is officially uh, a positive defender so far in september plus one oaa this month Uh, i know it's a small sample we're only 11 days into september but that is impressive considering he was minus five outs above average in just the month of july he was terrible Um, But obviously he's made strides. If anyone saw the diving play he made the other night, um, if anyone saw him make that very nice pick in the outfield, save a run, had an outfield assist the other night, like he looks great out there. And and yes, like Jordan Walker is athletic. Oh, who knew? Obviously he's athletic. Um to all of the people that said stick him at first base, screw you guys, you were wrong. Um and I insisted the whole time that Jordan Walker needed to be in the outfield because you can't waste that arm, you can't waste that speed, you can't waste that athleticism. It's just so good to see. Um he's basically back to zero war on the season, which I mean that's really impressive considering he's not where he will be defensively next year because I know he's going to work with Willie McGee all freaking offseason and I'm very excited to see um what he turns Jordan Walker into out there. Obviously, he's an all-world um outfielder's coach i know jordan walker is going to be even better with the bat next year he could immediately make a jump he's a post hype breakout guy could be like a four or five war player next year um we're talking about a guy who we all knew had all-star potential and is having such an encouraging second half of the season i believe he got all the way down to negative two war um for him to make all that value up in like what a month and a half that's the pace jordan walker's on right now um he's really impressive and I think he just needs to continue down the stretch. If he can finish with a positive war on the season, um, that's something that like Cardinals fans can get really excited about this off season. He's going to be a huge breakout candidate next year.
1: Yeah. I'll keep going with that. Um, maybe the reverse someone who has been really good defensively, but not so good offensively. We're going to pump the brakes a little bit on the people on Twitter who are saying this guy is, is a bust. but Mason Wynn has. Oh yes. 67 plate appearance or 67 at bats. His OPS plus is five. It's not great. But uh wow. we're we're not gonna we're not there at the point where we're saying Mason win is a bust. He, he still has plenty of time to show us that he can be a really capable uh hitting shortstop. His defense has been really, really fun to watch. I think he passed Ellie wow. de La Cruz in uh in arm strength at shortstop, which, did. uh you know I didn't I didn't see any of that covered by national media, but Anyway, um, no, they hide it from us. Uh, he's been not good offensively, uh, to put it that way. Only one walk, um, one home run. That was that was really fun to see the other day against Atlanta. But he'll make me a lot more confident in this lineup next season if he shows us those flashes of greatness that we saw in AAA. Absolutely. Simply, and that I think that'll that'll make the Cardinals a lot more inclined to part with, say, a Tommy Edman uh, instead of having a backup planet shortstop. Um, Because we've talked about it. We've we've said the Cardinals do need a backup plan in case Mason Wynn doesn't pan out immediately offensively. And so far, it's not really the case. Uh, So hopefully he can show us uh, the bat that he had in AAA. And then we can ship Tommy Edmund out for for pitching this offseason.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, Totally agree. The people talking about Mason Wynn being a bust are idiots. Like 67 plate appearances. He's 21 years old. He is so young. Most guys don't make the big leagues till they're 24, 25. Um, yeah. Give Mason Win some time. I totally agree. And uh, I do think he's going to be a really good hitter someday. And even if he's not what he was in AAA this year, which is like a 900 OPS guy, that's fine. Mason Win is going to be a capable major league hitter. We've seen the tools. He has them. He has a nice hit tool. He's not making enough contact right now. And I think there's a lot of mental stuff at play with him. Uh, his timing seems to be off. He's kind of working through that issue. I think you're going to, I agree. I think you're going to see an uptick in September. It's going to look better. Honestly, um, there are just more guys. So I'm going to keep going with this for a little longer. I think Adam Wainwright um, is a really obvious choice here. But like Adam Wainwright needs to prove that coming back in 2023 was not a mistake. Now he's not going to rebuild all of that value and he's not coming back next year. So that doesn't really matter. Um, But he's not going to like rebuild all the value that he's lost this year in the next month. But what he can do is get two more wins. What he can do is go out there and just shove twice. That's all we need. Um, we're really getting down to the wire here. I'm I'm trying hard to believe that Waino is going to get there. And I want it for him so bad. It really sucks that every time he throws a quality start, the Cardinals forget how to hit, especially when they score like nine runs the night before. Um, But again, like Waino has probably four or five more starts now. Um, and he needs to show us that, like, it was it was worth it to bring him back this year. Um, so for me, like, that's honestly one of the most important things to watch down the stretch anyway, um, that chase for 200. Again, two wins away. He's going to get a chance in a couple days. I would just love to see him get to one ninety nine so we can start getting excited about that last one.
1: Yeah, I said the other day that uh, Wainwright not getting to 200 when we all thought he was is just payment for Albert Pujols getting to 700 home runs when none of us thought he could do it. But so, yeah, you're right. I really do want to see Wainwright get to 200. He only has, I think, four starts left. It'd be cool if he got it in his final start at Bush stadium. Maybe he throws a shutout or something. Make him the DH. Just just make it Wayne o Day. Wouldn't it be crazy if, like, after all this time, we we're talking about Otani throwing a shutout and hitting a home run in a one nothing game? If if Adam Wainwright did that, um, that'd be crazy.
0: <laughs> I just wish he threw harder than eighty five.
1: <laughs> it's it's been really tough to watch. Hopefully, yeah, he, he has something left in the tank. Like, uh, maybe he should talk to Albert. Like, what what happened? What what happened there? Because um, it looked like he had nothing left in the tank, but he found something in his last year. So, got a lot left in the tank. <laughs> Yeah, I, I imagine if he came back. That would been that would have been fun. But yeah, it's been it's been sad to see what Wayne is going through. I'll I'll end on a more upbeat note. I think Tyler O'Neill yeah. has a lot more to prove. At the end of the season, uh, he's been a little bit off and on since coming back from the IL. He hasn't been like twenty twenty one Tyler O'Neill, which we all love. Um, but he can also build his trade value like Carlson. I think he's a guy that we could look to move. Um, we didn't move him at this deadline because we were like, he has no value. We're not going to get anything for him. But I think we can get more for him uh, this offseason, especially as if he has a strong finish to this season. And if he can stay healthy, I think that's the biggest biggest key right now because he's a really serviceable de- uh, defensive left fielder who can hit a lot of home runs when, when he's right. And I think that's really valuable to, to any team that might be looking uh, to trade for him.
0: Um, O'Neal needs to prove that he's an everyday player. You're absolutely right. And he is an everyday player in terms of talent. Like, if you could have O'Neal in your lineup every day, you'd take it. The problem is he's just not in the lineup every day because he's hurt all the time. Um, Yeah, I think Ali Marmol needs to just, like, play Tyler O'Neal more often. He seems to rest him a lot, and I don't really understand that. Um, Just some quick hit honorable mentions here. There are a lot of guys still. Like, Steven Matz, if he can come back and prove that it wasn't a fluke earlier – that's awesome. Ali Marmol needs to prove that he has this clubhouse behind him and that Cardinals Nation accepts him. Um, Drew Verhagen, like looking for a new team, needs to prove he's still a competent major league reliever. Like all up and down this roster. There's there's pretty much nobody that doesn't have something to prove in the final month. Goldie needs to prove he can still hit fastballs. Nato needs to win his 10th gold glove and prove he's still the best defensive third baseman in the league. And yes, he's re- rebuilt a lot of that value uh, in the second half. It's going to happen if Tommy Evans wants to be part of this core, like he needs a strong offensive month to prove to the Cardinals that trading him would be a mistake. Um, like literally everybody on the active roster right now, except, I don't know, like Lars Newpar doesn't have anything to prove to us. He just needs to like cement himself as a star. We said that Contreras, probably the same thing. Like, you know, he's the best offensive catcher in the national league. Maybe probably not Sean Murphy, but still Contreras has been awesome. Um, like those guys, maybe not, but, Pretty much everyone else, like there's there's something um, that all of them can prove between now and the end of the year, and it tells you just what like a rocky and almost dysfunctional season the Cardinals have had to the point where like feel very little confidence about anybody's role in any spot on this team. Nolan Gorman needs
1: to hit 30 home runs.
0: Oh, that's so true. But Nolan Gorman, Nolan Gorman's in kind of that new bar category for me, where it's like he needs to prove that he's a star, um, and you know, but. He's had an awesome season. Like Nolan Gorman, maybe the most improved player from last year.
1: Stephen Matz, significant improvement as well if he can come back healthy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nolan Gorman's been really fun to watch.
0: Dude, Steven Matz probably just wishes FIP was ERA because literally every year he's like a 3.7 FIP guy, and then he's just super unlucky, and then all of us are yelling about how he needs to go. Oh, my gosh. I love Steven Matz right now. I wish he was healthy so bad. Um, Yeah, no, good point about Gorman, though. Do you think he's going to get to 30 homers? I think he will.
1: He needs three in the last, like, what, 15 games? How many games do we have left?
0: 15 or 20.
1: Yeah, I, I think he can get there. Face a couple of soft-tossing
0: righties. Too bad he's not uh, facing Wayno Anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, I think
1: uh,
0: I think Gorman actually can prove that he's not a platoon bat. Yeah, If if Gorman like gets the 30 bombs, keeps that OPS plus like up near 115, 120, it's gonna be really tough for the Cardinals next year to like keep sitting him against lefties. You can't. He is he's a dude. He's gonna hit 40 bombs next year, I think. He's gotta be in the lineup every single day. I have a, I have one more question for you. Something that people keep pointing out to me is how the Braves don't rest their players. Yeah. Do you think the Cardinals should be resting their guys as much as they do? Like Freddie Freeman is as old as Paul Goldschmidt, and Freddie Freeman plays every day for the Dodgers. Matt Olson, okay, is is like old. Austin Riley is old. Like these guys are are young, but they're not that young. Not that, um,
1: but yeah, yeah
0: but, but like, why are they playing every single day? And our guy, like Ronald Acuna Jr., you talk about a guy you want to be careful with every single day. Where are our players every single day?
1: Yeah, I think that's a philosophy that that needs to change a little bit. I understand it's September; we're not going anywhere, so resting sure. people, giving them DH days makes sense. But I think next year I want to see Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Aronado play every day. Um, I think the DH spot really helps with that. I don't think yeah. we're going to go after Otani, so I don't. I think our DH spot is going to be fairly fluid next season. Um, and yeah, just just give them DH days. Uh, let them come off the bench essentially and just hit. Um, and I think that really helps with the rest. But I think, yeah, the days where I see the Luke and Bakers at first base and Paul Goldschmidt's not on the not on the lineup card, it's just like, why? What are we doing? Um, but I mean, um, it's, it's one
0: thing to see Baker, but Modder, are you kidding me?
1: Hey, has gone. modder has gone. But he yeah, might.
0: Think, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, I'll write at him. I think. There's a anyway.
0: reason unclaimed. Yeah. There's a good reason for that. (laughs) But like every single time Ollie played Modder back in April and May just pisses me off looking back because those are games that we needed to win to stay in it for the season. And like, like when Taylor Modder hit with the game on the line back in June, you've got to be kidding me. It's ridiculous. There's no reason for that. I understand if you want to give a guy an off day, like once a month, but come on. It feels like it feels like Goldie and Arnado get off days every week.
1: Yep, yeah, it's not great. I think we should use that DH spot to to give them rest days. The Braves really do it right. They haven't suffered a lot of injuries. Maybe their training staff is just really good. And I uh, believe that. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, the lower back tightness thing. We we just need a back specialist to figure that out. It's just not good. I think everyone had lower back tightness at some point during the season, but. Yeah, we should play we should play our guys more often.
0: Absolutely agree. It's it's infuriating to me. I don't know. I just man, just bothers me so much. Uh I am taking a look at Gorman's numbers right now though and in 400 at bats he's got 27 bombs. That's that's literally like oh my gosh. That is Yeah, that's that's over 40 homer pace for next year. And he's missed a lot of games. Like maybe if he's healthier, more consistent, and he's a bit older because he's still super young. I think Gorman is only 23 right now. Um, yeah, he turned 23 this season. Like we could see a guy who steps into his prime and like legitimately challenges the NL home run crown.
1: That would be that would be really cool to see. We need a guy like Matt Olson. Matt Olson bothers me so much because he's just like he just hits a home run every time he's up. It's like why. Why don't we have a guy like that?
0: Gorman, Gorman might be that guy. He is so good. I'm such a big fan. <laughs> I
1: and mean, we get we can get an AL version of Matt Olson. He's a free agent.
0: But. Yeah, that's that's true. Is Olson gonna get 60? I mean, like, that'd be kind of fun. He's already at 48. He probably won't get to 60. He doesn't have enough games. But that dude has played every single day. He has 20 games left, 12 bombs, is is a stretch he played every single day last season too like this this guy hasn't missed a game and he played every single game in 2020 for Oakland and he played every single game in 2018 for Oakland 162 and in 2021 he missed six games so in the last four seasons this man has missed six games like where is that on our team why do we have guys that are off the field so much
1: Different philosophies, but the Braves seem to win more than we do. So I think we should maybe change our philosophy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of old school, but I, I like it. I really like it. I want to see Lars Newpar every day. He's our best leadoff hitter. He should hit leadoff every single day.
1: Oh, I think Tommy Edmond against lefties is, is a, it's a good argument.
0: There's an argument, but like, just build some damn consistency. Like, I want to see Lars Newpar every day. He's the better player than Tommy Edmond. Go with the offensive upside every single day.
1: You tell me I'm in fourth right? against lefties.
0: That's fine. He fits for a lot of power against lefties. That's fine yeah. with me. I don't really care. I just, I just wish that we had that level of consistency that the winning clubs seem to have. Like, Mookie Betts playing almost every day. Freddie Freeman is playing every day. Look at the Braves and the Dodgers. Like, they're winning a lot more games than we are. And, yes, the pitching staffs matter. But at the same time, like, those offenses are awesome those position player cores and ours ours can hang ours is every bit as talented as the Dodgers, in my opinion, and close to the level of the Braves, but we certainly don't use it as well as they do. But yeah, I mean, again, like if, if you're watching this and you're sensing like frustration on our part, that's because there is a lot. Um, It's just, it's a tough season. Um, I know we say this every time, but I I don't think the Cardinals will be this bad next year. I I don't think Andrew thinks they will either. So, uh, yeah, you know, guys have a lot to prove in September. We have our eyes towards 2024 now, um, which I do think is going to be, you know, a roaring comeback for the Cardinals, a resounding success. Still think the division is very, very weak. Um, You're seeing the Reds kind of get exposed as pretenders right now. Ellie De La Cruz's OPS is falling fast. It's almost below 700 now. It's going to be a lot of fun if he finishes below that. Cause you won't hear about it from anybody, but us. Um, but yeah, you know, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, please, if you have any questions, like, again, we'd love to answer them. We'd love to talk, um, just comment below on YouTube or, you know, interact with us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever social media platform you use. Um, and then you can listen to our podcasts again on pretty much any platform, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, we've got you guys. So yeah. Um, If you have any questions, um, you know, leave a comment and then don't forget to like, subscribe and share this with all your friends. Um, We produce a lot of good content. And then we have also some really fun social media feeds with graphics made by Andrew and plenty of my hot takes.